get near that event. It's just such a horrible day for, for all of us who were there and all of us who knew some of the thousands who were murdered on that day. And, Sid, i got to say, with what's happening at our border, I fear this is going to happen again. We know over 2 million illegals have crossed the southern border. They're not all people coming for work. We know there are terrorists. We know there are people on the watch list. We know there are people who have been smuggled across with one goal, to attack America. So I think this president is failing. You know, I meant to say this to Mark Levin last night when I was on his show. Look at our team back then. Joe Esposito, Bernie Carrick, Rudy Giuliani, the voice you just heard there, Governor Pataki. And look at the imbeciles we've got running the city and state right now. Could you imagine, God forbid, 9-11 with Eric Adams, Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul? De Blasio. Oh, de Bla- oh my God. <laughs> he wouldn't even show up Oh my, time. He wouldn't. No, he'd be like, oh, I'm kind of tired today. <laughs> I'm uh, at the gym. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but thank God we had somebody like Governor Pataki who was a, a tremendous governor, he's even a better guy. He made those comments with me on this show about two weeks ago. So with that said, Governor Pataki, you've got a chance now to take those words back or double down. Which way are you going to go? Hey, Sid, uh, you know me well enough. I'm not going to take those back. I happen to think it's true. I th- happen to think that it's a question of when a terrorist who's come across the Mexican border illegally will attack us, not if. Uh, And it's just tragic that, uh, you know, as we approach that horrible day, so many people appear to have forgotten the meaning of that day. And, uh, you know, also look at Afghanistan. What a catastrophe, the withdrawal there. And we know that al-Qaeda has surfaced again. And uh, that's where the attacks came from, September 11th. So I just – I hope I'm wrong, but I fear that uh, our government uh, in Washington has lost sight of what is necessary to protect the American people. I couldn't agree more. But the more people I talk to, they go, listen, 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 Pataki's right. You're right. Bodino's right. But it'll never be the scale of what that day was. They're not going to be able to get planes, kill 3,000 people. Can one guy go berserk on West Street? Sure. Can a guy with a gun walk into a a, a boat? Sure. But there seems to be this thought, uh, the consensus, really, George, that a a wide, a a scale attack like 9-11 could never happen again. Is that true? Uh, No, of course it's not true. You know, uh, we don't know. We did not know how the attacks were going to occur on September 11th. Nobody anticipated that they could seize three planes, uh, um, just commercial flights, and use them as such horrible weapons. And, uh, you know, when you have an evil mind and you have one thing in mind, and that's killing people you think uh, don't deserve to live on this planet, uh, you can be very creative, and that's tragic. And, of course, I hope it doesn't happen. But even if it's a limited thing where someone gets uh, a weapon and kills 11, 12 15 people, do we want that to happen? No. You know, are we just going to say, oh, thank God it wasn't 3,000 this time? No. I mean, it's just a a ridiculous way of thinking that, oh, we're only going to have a few people killed instead of a lot. You know, one person is too many. And, you know, Sid, that brings me to New York with crime. You know, what is going on? They're just not realizing the, the horrible consequences of turning criminals loose on the street and not keeping them away from the people. And, uh, you know, oh, there's only X number of murders in New York City this year. Well, one is too many. And, uh, and you know, just thinking back, you know, of the, the loss of the families, the grief of the families who lost, lost their husband or daughter. Um, and you see it now with crime. Uh, and I just don't understand the failure of our political leadership to react. 
Tell me about that morning, though. Sunday again commemorates 21 years since that fateful day. I know sometimes it's a uh, it's a lousy memory, but it needs to be recounted, especially this morning. You wake up that day, Governor Pataki. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. The Giants lost Monday Night Football the night before. You're expecting an ordinary day, and then all hell breaks loose. What were you doing when that first plane hit? You know, actually, I was in the city, and I almost never stayed in the city, but I did the night before. Uh, and my daughter got me on the phone. She was working at Bloomberg News and said, Dad, a plane hit the towers. Turn on the TV. So I turned on the TV, and I was talking with her and saying, my God, I don't know how it happened. It had to be a horrible accident. And then I saw the second plane hit, and immediate, immediately I knew you know, this was an attack. This was not just a, another random pilot losing control. Uh, and what I had to do is what leaders have to do in a time of crisis, and that's uh, act quickly and do everything you can to try to protect us going forward. You know, the urban legend, George, is that back then you and Rudy didn't exactly see eye to eye. You're not the best of friends. But uh, because you're both adults, great men, like you said, great leaders, with this epic tragedy hitting New York, you guys decided, hey, it's really time to work together. Was that overstated, understated? What was the real relationship? That's that's pretty accurate, you know, that uh, uh, particularly among the staff level. uh, You know, you see it all the time, the mayor and the governor always have competing agendas and certainly rudy and i had competing agendas and we got along personally but our staffs were always at each other's throat uh and and but on that morning i just said to myself you know this is a, a crisis of the magnitude i've never seen in my lifetime probably our greatest since pearl harbor and we can't have the political leadership pointing fingers or arguing we have to work together seamlessly and that day the most important decision i made in 12, 12 years was uh, I talked to Rudy first thing in the morning. And then that afternoon he called and said he'd set up the temporary command for the city at the old police academy. And I thought for a minute, and I said I'd be right there. And I brought my entire team down. And from the afternoon of September 11th for months thereafter, my team, Rudy's team, we were in the same room at the same table so that it was never, well, I thought you were going to do this or you were supposed to do that. We knew exactly what the responsibilities were. And you think back to Katrina, where the feds were blaming the state, the state was blaming the city, the city was blaming the feds. I knew we couldn't have any of that on September 11th, and we didn't. And I'm proud of the way that we worked so well together, all levels of government. As you should be, by the way. You guys were amazing. Thank God you guys were in charge back then. You know, uh, George, so many people tell me that we're down there when the planes hit. They said you could, you know, the sound of the plane hitting was brutal, and the sound of the building burning was brutal, and suddenly when the buildings came down. But everybody said the same thing to me. If you were down there at the time of the tragedy, the thumps that you heard from people that decided to die by jumping out of the building rather than burn to death on the 90th floor, they still can hear those thumps today, 21 years later. You feel the same? You know, I can still see the image, and I know one of my close friends is one of those who was forced to jump. I'm sorry. Uh, And, and, you know, Neil Levin, who was head of the Port Authority, who was at windows on the world that morning. And, you know, I think of him all the time, not just uh, around September 11th. And, you know, I'm not alone. There are thousands of us who were there or who witnessed this who had close friends or family members who died that day. And you never forget it, and it gives you a resolve. 
that we have to do everything in our power to protect ourselves so it doesn't happen again. What about the FBI? They're coming to such fire now lately, of course, and all the Donald Trump stuff, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, all the other nonsense. I go back to, to how many attacks they probably thwarted over the last 21 years. Is that worth mentioning in their favor? Absolutely. There's no question. You know, we have tens of thousands of wonderful patriotic Americans who work in the FBI, uh, and they literally put their lives on the line to protect us. And uh, we have to be extremely proud of them and grateful for them. But that doesn't mean that the political appointees at the top uh, are above reproach. And sadly, I think we've just seen too many cases where uh, people at the top, political appointees, have been involved in in partisan politics as opposed to protecting the American people. But we can't lose sight of the fact that the overwhelming majority of those people who risk their lives in the FBI for us are patriotic Americans we can be proud of. And the cops, too. I mean, George, you think about all the abuse that our police officers go through, especially in this city, but across the country. Even Eric Adams has a lousy job of protecting his own people. And, and you know, George, at that day, knowing the buildings were coming down, they knew it. They still ran upstairs. What does that tell you? Yeah, it just tells you the tremendous courage. And, you know, they take an oath to risk their lives and too often lose their lives to protect us. And they honor that oath. And now we see them treated uh, uh, beneath uh, human dignity and and nothing happens. And uh, I just wish... I had the ability in some way to affect the leadership and tell them, you can't tolerate this. You're, we need great police. You know, you can pass all the laws you want, but unless you have a police officer out there willing to risk his life or her life uh, to enforce that law, it doesn't mean a thing. Uh, and, and sadly, we just don't see political leaders standing behind our police the way they must. I saw Lee Zeldin on Sunday, Governor Pataki, with President Trump. And the lead, according to Trafalgar, is down to four points. How do you feel today about Lee Zeldin's chances of beating Kathy Hochul? You know, I think a majority of New Yorkers understand that this state is headed in the wrong direction. Uh, and whenever that's the case, you know, you have a desire for change and you have a chance to get people to take a look. But, you know, Sid, I don't mean to be a bad guy, but as I talk around <laughs> September 11th, uh, I try not to get mixed politics with that day, because one of the things that I remember from that day, that there was no politics. There were, weren't Republicans or Democrats. We were all New Yorkers. We were all Americans. And uh, if there's one thing I wish we could recapture, is that sense of unity, the sense that we're all in it together, that we had so strongly after those hideous attacks, and we've lost today. So, so you know, I'm involved in politics. I'm a politician has spent my life. But when it comes to September 11th, you know, I try to separate the two because I want us to think back on how we came together yeah. and try to do it again. It was beautiful. For like two or three weeks, it was beautiful. Then I went back to uh, the old uh, the angry. You know, but it was beautiful, it, George. It You're right. It lasted longer than that. It lasted longer right. than that. Uh, but, but, you know, but sadly, as, as united as we are, we were then. We're more divided today, we and are. that's yeah. just tragic. You're right. Well, listen, you are a uh, treasure. You are a great governor. You're a super guy. You know how much I love you. Thank you for joining me this morning, recounting that awful, awful day. You be well. We'll talk again very, very soon. Thank you, George. Thank you, Sid. Great being on with you. You Take too. Care. There he is, the great governor, the great governor, George Pataki. Thank God we had adults in charge that day. Again, Joe Esposito, Bernie Kerrick, Rudy Giuliani. Governor Pataki, 
<laughs> de Blasio, Eric Adams, Kathy Hochul, 3,000 dead. We'd all be dead. All of us. Thank God for you, Governor Pataki. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.